Hello. Hello. What's going on, David? Not much, Schaefer. How's the weather in Denver today, man? Everything's melting. Um, I'm in the mountains. Uh, It's actually really nice. You want to hear something you'll never, ever hear me say ever again? Yeah. We had hail in California in the Bay Area today. Man, it's been a cold winter. A lot colder than I remember. Hail for 30 minutes. I've never seen it. It was crazy. Did you go outside? Yeah, we, we went out and like danced around it. And I was hanging out with my nephew or uh, my cousins and their kids, and they were just having a ball. They thought it was the coolest thing they'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife, Ling, she didn't see snow until she was like, I don't know, 18, something like that. It's like, you know, I take it for granted uh, just being around snow growing up, but it's snow and hail. It's not everybody gets it. No, especially California. Something else I saw today that really bothered me as we segue into a little NBA talk is the Yeah, this Warriors. is the NBA Money Podcast. Welcome to NBA Money. Great, yeah. Episode three, by the way. Episode three. Yeah, we've really lost our focus. Yeah, we, we got to stop talking about snow and start talking about who's, who's the best team in Los Angeles right now. The Clippers. Easy. Doc Rivers. Yeah. I don't know how he's doing it. Um, you know, the biggest thing is no one on the team is bad. Every There's no one that's like, just this year, if you have eight average or above average players, even if none of them are that above average, no one's below average. When no one's below average, they're all either winning their position or barely losing it. And it's just like, it's a good way to play basketball. Like, if you have, you know, eight good players, that can be better than three great ones and two okay ones and three incompetent ones. Is it a foregone conclusion? I think this is in the bag that Tobias Harris is the most improved basketball player this NBA season. Um, I mean, I would probably take him. Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell's got a good case. Um, and then, like, the other one is, if you want to go with second-year players, De'Aaron Fox. Like, he oh, got yeah. so much better. Like, That's night true. and day. I, mean, I think he's, it's, he's if, so the Kings, fast. if the Kings make the playoffs, uh, that'll be a tough – well, I guess Tobias isn't on the Clippers anymore. If the Kings make the playoffs, I think Fox gets it for sure. Dude, what about the, if you did this bet in the beginning of the year? You bet that not only will the Kings have a better record than the Lakers, but they'll also be the one making the playoffs with the Lakers <laughs> miss. It's like, these are the Sacramento Kings. We could retire. Lakers were twelve to one to win the title, by the way, before the year started. <laughs> Man, I wonder what the last team with those odds was to completely miss the playoffs. It had to be like a major injury team, because like twelve to one, you're like, what is that? Like fourth in the league, and now you're not even in the top sixteen to like make the playoffs. It's a pretty pretty big fall. Got to be one of the biggest, I would have to imagine. But I mean, you got to also understand like. That's Vegas. It doesn't actually mean they were fourth. It means like the market wants to bet on the Lakers doing well. And the more the market bets on it, the more the odds are like skewed from reality. Like it's just a cool like experiment to see what LeBron would do. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking at their at their roster right now and I see a lot of one year deals that are going to expire, you know, into June. 
And I'm wondering, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go through here and read these to you, but I'm wondering what we could do to kind of restructure their roster, who we just let go, who we think we should keep, and then who we're trying to sign in the offseason so that this doesn't happen again next year. So I'll read you the one-year deals. They've got Rondo, Caldwell Pope, Lance Stevenson, Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee, and Tyson Chandler, all for marginal amounts of money. I think Caldwell Pope's going to make make twelve million this year. Rondo nine. And then all those other guys are five million or less. Um, the best thing about that is they're all coming off the books. Like, I'd you think all of those. You think all of those got none of them are getting re-signed. Yeah, I'd let them okay. all go. I mean, part okay. of the whole thing of like the one-year deals, they they thought they were going to trade, so it's like a more a worse player if you're trying to free money is like better on a, they're expiring and they didn't do really any trades. Uh, I mean, there's an outside chance they would keep McGee if they got someone else to start and McGee would be, be your backup five, like more like he was with the Warriors. Cause he plays well with LeBron just in terms of catching lobs, but he's still like, he's just not that aware. So like plus minus stuff, people he'll get beat pretty bad. So, I mean, I would, if he's your backup, I'd bring him back. But the rest of the crew, the rest of the one-year crew, I'd let them all go. They're, they're going to have a busy, busy summer. So who um, who do you think their second best player is? Today? Right now? Oh, my goodness. Um, or, or, yeah, either right now or also who would you want to keep? You know, if you want to gut this team, you probably want to keep one of them. Yeah. Two of them. Well, I'm keeping Kuzma just because I, need, I want a scorer and a shooter. Um. Ingram is a guy you've heard me talk negatively about, I think, for a while now. I think – I don't know how much better he can get. I think he's closer to his ceiling than he is the other way. Um, and he's got two years left on a deal. I'm sure he's going to want more money. I think he is a good guy to trade and get some kind of value back. Uh, I think he had the most value coming into this year, and that's when they got, could have gotten the most return for him. Uh, I think it's a little lower now than it was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's, um, he's he can definitely get you something good, but he may not as the the lead piece. He may not be enough to get Anthony Davis. So then it's like, what can he get you between Anthony Davis and what you know that's lower? It's like, I mean, it's he's I'm a little higher on him than you. I mean, he's still young. It's like I think he's like 21 or 22, and he's been in the league you know three years or whatever. So it's um. And you can't teach length. Like, if people right. just, like, you don't even have to be explosive. You're just long. Like, if you just get smarter. I don't know. I think, I mean, his career is going to be better than Otto Porter's. It's not going to be as good as Scottie Pippen's, you know? <laughs> right. He is He is between those two. He, he does have that Kevin Durant length. He just doesn't have any of the other things that Kevin Durant has. He's He's got a little bit of the handle. And he's got – um. The other thing he's got, like Durant, but neither is good, but he's got a good – he's got really long steps. So when he's that long and he strides that long, like you can take a couple – two steps towards the hoop and, you know, if the other player can jump a little higher, he's usually still a little longer. So, he, you know, whenever he gets momentum towards the hoop, but I, I don't know how many drives he could do in a game and I don't know. So would you trade him – who would you – who would you want to trade him for? Well, I, I was also thinking this. So you said you would you would not re-sign Rondo, and I see Lonzo Ball here. He's got coming into this season, he had three years left, about seven and a half million on his contract. Um, and I'm wondering if I couldn't get some value for him and just re-sign Rondo to be kind of the, the second team point guard. 
because uh, he's a great facilitator, and he's you know he's not. I don't know how old Rondo is, but he's pretty he, old. He can hold his own. He has yeah. plenty of double digit assist games this year. Um, I'm not not high on ball. Ball shoots the ball like forty. I think his free throw percentage is less than fifty percent, which is mind boggling. <laughs> I feel like I could do that. Like I, I don't care about the crowd. I don't care about the entire like fifty percent. Come on. Gotta get about fifty percent. It's <laughs> embarrassing. DeAndre Jordan is having a better year at the free throw line than Lonzo Ball. Dude, I don't know how DeAndre Jordan did it. He went from like below fifty to above seventy. Like no one's yeah. done that. Like that's total reinvention. Like he figured out some problem and he fixed it. Like he, he got older in the other aspects of the game, like protecting the hoop and everything. But I mean, props. Like no, I don't know anyone else that's done that. Totally. He spent a lot of time in the gym. Maybe they got some like speaker systems to simulate crowd noise and like shaking the gym that he practiced in to like really give him the full effect. But uh, yeah, it's been impressive. One of the uh, stories that you probably won't hear many people talk about this year, but maybe they should. It's like the older we get, the more we respect people like reinventing themselves. Like when we were young, we'd just be like, oh, whatever. (laughs) You know, now that I'm old, I'm like, how do people like keep growing as they're older <laughs> it's, it's cool it's cool, it cool development yeah i don't think i don't think anthony davis is coming to coming to the lakers i, I don't know what they're going to do though they, they clearly are going to have with all the players we said they're going to drop they're going to have plenty of roster spots um and there's going to be some interesting tier two tier three players that they're going to have to decide if they want to bring in or not I think, I mean, a lot to me, a lot of the offseason off starts with who gets Zion. And then other trade chips will fall. Because, like, whoever gets the number one pick, they could trade Zion for Anthony Davis or they could just have Zion. Zion. And then, like, after that, like, I don't know. I'm not as big on the other prospects. And I don't know as much about them either. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, we, you, I think you shared it last week in our group text. You said, uh, I think you shared with us, like, the top ten projected draft picks and you know i had seen maybe three or four of them play and those were the top you know cam reddish rj barrett and, and zion and there was one other that i oh job ja morant i'd seen him play um but a lot of the other guys it, it gets really shallow after those first four in my opinion yeah yeah so here's the question of the day about zion will he have the largest rookie shoe deal of all time Yep, book it. I'm saying yes right now. I want the, I want the yes side of that bet. Here's what he's going up against. I looked this up. LeBron had a seven-year, $90 million deal with Nike when he came into the league. Rookie deal. Uh, that was the biggest ever. Yeah. Uh, KD came in and had a seven-year, $60 million with a $10, $10 million signing bonus, also with Nike, uh, when he came into the league. As hilariously, I looked back at Jordan's deal, and how it was cool is also... it that his signing bonus with Nike was more than his whole salary as a rookie? It's insane. That's who he works for. Jordan got a half a million dollar deal with Nike when he came into the league. That just tells you how much uh, the money in the league has changed. Yeah, and that was a record at the time too. Yes, so it was. Basically, we have the bar here is ninety million over seven years with LeBron, but that was 16 years ago. So just inflation alone. I mean, but that's still 12 million, 12, what is it? 13 million. Like, whew. I mean, you if think we Zion, can bring that much, back to, I think Zion's total deal will be over a hundred million, but I, I don't too. know what it is per year. 
it would be really interesting to bring everything back to some present value, like Jordan's present value, and see who actually got the biggest deal. So here's the thing Zion has going for him. He's the most famous dunker on all of YouTube. He's got millions of Instagram followers before he even went to college. Yep. If he comes back and wins the title, he's a hero at Duke. If he doesn't, <clears throat> the last game he played, he was so big and powerful, he blew and ripped his shoe apart. <laughs> so that motherfucker better have some good shoes on his feet or else, you know, it's not going to work. So like, I wonder I how much that of an impact that, that will have. <laughs> yes. That alone. I think it's real, man. I think like that that made him some money. <laughs> well, I, I I saw the deal. Was it who was it? Skechers? Who took out that ad in the? Uh, yeah, the Skechers. Couple... Uh, oh like the God. worst company to do it, but so well done. Yeah, what did it, they said? Um, just blew it instead of just do it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And they did the Nike font, and the, other than that, like it just looks like a Nike ad. And they don't even have to say the word Nike. It's just like a solid burn. Great idea, not the best brand to come up with it. Yeah, I bet that guy was like, oh, I wish I worked at Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> Any other shoe company, not here. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have no doubt. I, I think that's a, a shoe-in brand. Right. If Vegas had that, I would, I would take Zion over 100 mil. Let's take a number. What, 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 so you take over 100. What, how high you go? I'm going to go... These seven-year deals seem pretty normal. Uh, I'm going to go 7-105. Or maybe it's a, maybe it's like a 7-80, like but like with a 20 or you know 15 signing bonus where the overall dollar amount comes higher than LeBron's. I think you will get more than 97. So uh, I think year, the league as a whole does shorter contracts. And I don't know if it's true on shoe deals, but if it's true on their other deals. So I'm going to guess – uh, six six years uh, for one ten. So I like it, but I think if he's smart, you know he. I don't know the shoes. Like he's just such a social media celebrity already, and when people enter the league, they're they're not. They haven't been. So like I'm, I don't know what the effect of that is going to be in terms of increasing shoe shoe sales. But if I were him, I would want like you know, a solid on the margin type of deal where like maybe you don't advertise the gigantic number, but if you sell a lot of sneakers, you make a lot more. Do you think it's going to be Nike or do you think they blew their chance with them? No pun intended. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, if I'm those other companies, I'm paying more than he's worth because of the story. Yeah. You know, you blew up the Nike and we saved the day. It's so good. Like, it's like now Nike has to overpay to keep or Adidas or Puma or whoever, you know, can come in yeah. and they get they get such a coup. He actually cost a lot of them a lot, a lot of money by having Nike have that happen to their shoe. <laughs> yeah. Enough. And it's like, how can someone get the most out of college? Oh, you don't want to pay me. <laughs> well, I have an idea. Right. I mean, I don't think that's the way it plays out, but it is kind of funny to think like if your shoe blew up and your biggest payer is going to be the shoe company, you know, it's like, okay, what kind of story can I tell the shoe company? I don't know. He's 
he, I can't wait to watch him put on an NBA uniform and see him make an impact on the, the very first game of the season. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go to a bar and watch it, and I'm going to be really excited. Yeah, I want to see him in person. So whenever he comes through Denver or maybe San Francisco, like, yeah, I mean, the cool thing from watching him on TV is, like, just how hard he plays. Like, he has all these athletic gifts. It'd be very easy to coast. You see it all the time, like, with people that are just more gifted. They can kind of put on cruise control and accelerate at the right time, and they still look amazing. But, like, every time I watch, like, he's really looks like he's trying hard on each play. Yep. He doesn't take plays off. I'll tell you what, I just I just saw the Warriors play tonight. The Phoenix Suns uh, is a home game for the Warriors. Phoenix probably is the worst team in the NBA, and they beat the Warriors by four points. Uh, do you think this is a concern for the Warriors, and they need to, like, some, something needs to change, or do you think they just didn't get hype for the Phoenix Suns coming to town? Uh, did Clay play? Yep, everyone was everyone was active. Um, I mean, Phoenix, this is the best stretch they've had in multiple years. Like, this team is – Aiton's looking more legit. Booker's up there. They just kind of killed the Lakers season. Now they beat the Warriors. Like, man, it, there's, has, Phoenix hasn't had a lot of bright times lately. But this is, um, you know, good for them, like, starting to grow. Uh, but, I mean, the Warriors, what I've seen, Cousins still – when he's he, – he's not – the unit just hasn't played enough together. Like, he's so good, so sometimes he'll just blow him out, and he'll get a couple post-ups, he'll make a couple pass from the elbow, and he'll hit a couple jumpers, get a couple blocks, and it's like things kind of flow, but <clears throat> he's still being targeted so much on defense. Like, they just want to get him one-on-one one out in space. And it's like there's a pacing thing of playing the post versus trying to run and gun. And, like, the offense – not at his fault, but, like, as they try and dump it inside, they're killing a lot of, like, the increased pace that you want to want to do. So, it's, from what I've seen, it's just the, the pace is a little off, but it's just really hard to mix such different styles in a short time. So, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about it. I think his minutes will actually drop in the playoffs, and a couple games he'll be amazing. But overall, I think they'll actually end up playing him less. It's, it's certainly not the same team we're used to seeing that, you know, pre-Kevin Durant was just an amazing passing team, probably the most efficient uh, NBA team ever. I'm pretty sure they were the most efficient team, NBA, uh, NBA team ever when they had their 73-win season. Uh, that team was just great. Katie's ISOing all the time. You've got, you know, Boogie trying to run the floor. It's just a different – you're right. It's a different style of offense that you're forced to run. And But they'll also – the Warriors, they'll up the minutes of whenever it's – uh, Draymond and Durant four or five and that yep. lineup is killer it's just like it's very hard it forces you know Draymond to work like really hard in the post and guard someone who's bigger than him so he can't do it for that many minutes but like those lineups are just great like that that's where you know that that and, and those lines do not involve Boogie like Boogie I, I will I do not think he'll be the top five um, for the best lineups of the team. But I also think you can change a whole series by just taking over down low and win, win two games in a row. So it's, 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 they're not in sync right now, but they have more ways to play. They're just the – the more worrisome thing in Boogie is this, this like, 
six or seven through ten, like the whole group of like McKinney and Lee and Jarebko. Like Jarebko couldn't get playoff minutes on the Jazz. Why would he get playoff minutes on the Warriors? But he gets minutes on the team. So, you know what I mean? It's like how those guys towards the end of the bench are more of a problem because just one or two injuries, you see, like they're they're very beatable. Yep. What is looking like? Let's see the standings as they are today. I don't know if this takes into consideration what just happened tonight, but it would be Warriors playing the Clippers, and then they'd be in line to meet up with the Thunder or Trailblazers in the next round. And we're probably looking at a Nuggets Rockets series eventually, and the winner of that series going to play the Warriors most likely. And where are, the, where, where are the Jazz in all this? Jazz are sitting six, so they, the Jazz right now would be playing the Rockets in round one. Wow. That would be – so those Good are the series. two most likely teams to beat the Warriors in the West. It, it after is the, far – After the Jazz, it's the Warriors. All, all of this is very shuffleable in the West. You got The Clippers are seven and a half back, and they're the eighth seed. Rockets are four back, and they're the three seed. So we got plenty of basketball still to so play. If I'm, change. if I'm the Jazz or the Rockets, I just don't want to get on the Warriors' half of the bracket. Like, let all the other chips fall where they may. Just be on the other half of the bracket. And then from there, <clears throat> you know, the Warriors have to go through two series. So do you. But it gives you another two weeks for, like, something to change. And, you know – if any Steph gets hurt in round one or two, maybe someone else can knock him out for you. So it's like, uh, I wouldn't even care about my number. I would just want it to be on the other half of the bracket. <laughs> right, right now they're safe, but a lot can shuffle around. Yeah. What do you think? How could, um, do you think the Rockets could beat them in a seven-game series? I thought they had the Warriors last year. Uh, when you say them, you mean obviously you mean Golden State, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, man, they had they had the Warriors last year, in my opinion. And then Paul hurts his hamstring, and then they shoot like nine for something atrocious, like seventeen percent from three in the final game, and still, by the way, only lost by nine points. So uh, I, I listened to Chris Paul on the JJ Reddick podcast, and he was talking about like. Game five sucked when he hurt himself, but the hardest thing was actually game six, having to show up at the arena and know he couldn't control the impact of the game at all. And he was like near having a panic attack. And I don't think it was a panic attack, but he was just like, he said it was the hardest thing to do. It wasn't. I remember seeing his face on the bench in that game, and he looked just like someone who's just like you would if you were sitting on the sideline and you knew you could be making. Um, dense and you couldn't do anything just because you're hammy and that's I remember seeing his face I, he was having I don't know if it was a real panic attack but it certainly looked like one yes I mean if they're healthy I mean this Chris, Chris Paul's only gonna get this maybe you know he's older like his team is good James Harden was at the peak of his powers like one of these years maybe they break through but I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't bet him beating the Warriors I don't want to jinx anything either, but I mean, they are four games back. I mean, there's who's to say that the one seed is all but but solidified for the Warriors? That there's the way they played in March, they're two and two. They beat the Sixers, lost to the Celtics. Um, they beat the Nuggets, and then tonight they lost to the Suns. So 
Uh, if one of these other teams catches fire, the Rockets have won eight in a row uh, to get where they are, the three seed. So there's no, there's nothing guaranteed for Golden State at the one. Yeah, and they're, they're probably not even really that concerned about getting it. Like they're more concerned about not overplaying players right now, and just making the lineups like feel good and used to them. And like, hey, we trust. If we put Jarebko in this lineup, it's not going to kill us. Right. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know, man. Uh, some I'm excited to see playoff minutes. I'm excited to see Bogut come back and play. Did he play at all tonight? No. But when he gets in game shape, it's just going to be uh, – He's he looks good. He's lost about 30 pounds, it looks like. I watched a little uh, quick highlight reel tape of him on YouTube the other day. And granted, it gets, it's against other uh, Australian – league players but he looks lean and he he can still get up and still runs the floor really well man if he was like the hero of the finals that would be like a full circle of this like team you know because he was kind of like he was they traded monte ellis for him and monte ellis was the star and it like allowed these other young players to become the leaders of the team like he's uh it's cool that they brought him back and you know if he gets more minutes than demarcus cousins It'd be a strange world, but it wouldn't be such a bad one. No, I I, I like him. There's going to be times where it's like Kevon Looney and Bogut feel like a better option out there than than Demarcus Cousins or Kevin Durant. Just go Kevin Durant at the five. Yeah, <laughs> put the Hamptons crew better. in there. Um, all right, we got some fan mail. Uh, this is kind of a an outrageous uh, what if, but let's let's discuss it nonetheless. Uh, Lumen writes in and says, what do we think about teams being allowed to by a certain date in the season? He didn't have a specific date, but I think he said something like one fourth of the way through the season. Should teams be allowed to say, and I don't want to be eligible for the playoffs anymore. And in exchange for announcing their ineligibility for the playoffs, all the teams that decide to do that get an equal chance at the number one overall pick. And his reasoning for bringing this up was because he's tired of watching all these teams intentionally blow games, intentionally sit star players so that the fans don't get to watch them. Um, What what do you think about that idea? It's great. Um, When I first saw it, I was thinking of the premier leagues in soccer and being demoted like a whole league. But the NBA doesn't have, like, there's too much of a gap between the NBA and everything else. So it's um, that one's not really possible. But I just love this simple, the incentive of, like, equal shot at number one. And then, but you have to admit you're not doing the playoffs, which, like, they're already internally admitting. So, like, forcing them to say it publicly, oh, no, we're, we're not going to, you know, go for it. Once you're mathematically eliminated, I guess everyone, the moment they're mathematically eliminated, they could do this. If it's, if it's one-fourth of the way through the season, which I don't think most teams are mathematically eliminated at that point, but they have a pretty good signal. Yeah, you have a lot of buy-in. You, you know, the GM, the ownership, the fans are going to have to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's here's the, here's the wrinkle. The, maybe the moment you announce you're not going to make the playoffs, any team can also announce like within that day. And then if they announce, then they just do a lottery right there with those teams. So, like, <laughs> like for example, like, if you're the Hawks and you have no plan to make the playoffs all year, 
if you just say you're ineligible for the playoffs in preseason, someone else has to admit it or they get the Zion pick. Wow, now that's fun. That is like a true auction right there. I love that idea. Like you really give up. <laughs> Are you willing to give up on this season for tomorrow? See, I feel like the Clippers would have been a team preseason that would have been actually been would have said, "Hey, you know, I'll I'll, I'll sell out for the one seed. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs." And look at them now; they're in the the eight spot and looking pretty solid in that eight spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're really well set up. I mean, they got rid of Tobias and added a couple first round picks and. They're going to have all this money, you know, so, like, Jerry West really knows what he's doing. Like, I'd be curious, <laughs> you know, to get the draft pick if he would ever just call the season. It's the one thing that this proposal kind of kill or attacks is, like, everybody has a chance. Like, you have multiple teams just giving up <laughs> through the year. I know it's 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 so funny to think about because you know at that level the the level of like competitiveness competitive nature in every single person is such that you know just giving up before a game's even been played uh, from a GM perspective from your starting point guard. Uh, what if um, here's behavior. one for you? What if when they give up, they're also eligible for the NBA's version of the NIT? And they oh. force like the all the teams they gave up to like have a tournament. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they don't just by giving up, they don't automatically give themselves a chance. Maybe they have to play in a, in a tournament. I like that. Now that adds competitive nature to it. But then, so someone brought this up. Uh, someone made a parallel suggestion and said, "Hey, no one watches the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl. Um, why don't you make it to where the team that wins it?" Um, Somehow that division gets like the odds or, or the uh, the option to or the home field or I forgot exactly I'm I'm butchering this right now but it basically comes down to those people playing for that that uh, in that nit version of the tournament you're talking about um, they don't care like they might not even be on the team next year so why would they care about their team getting the number one overall pick it might be their roster spot that that person takes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it creates incentive to, like, if you're the champion of the – like, people still try hard in the, N- the NIT just because they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Like, the players don't – some of them don't just give right. up. So, I don't – like, you could – if you had a good name for it, like, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. This thing would never exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lumen, we appreciate the creativity. We like it. Uh, we just don't think that it's viable oh. for – yeah, we took the idea, we made it weirder, and then we created more problems. But yeah. it's still a cool idea. Leave us some notes in the uh, on our site, Lumen, and tell us uh, you know how we could have done it better and what you think since you've suggested it. And the site is mbamoney.com. David, it's been fun, man. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Uh, we'll have some more stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, hey, fantasy playoffs start for us, by the way. Congratulations on winning uh, the regular season. Sweet. I got to uh, – can we still make any trades or are we done with trades? Trades are over. You and me are, You and me have bye weeks this week, though, so our players get a nice rest, breather, before they got to step <laughs> it back up again. Yeah, I'm glad they're going to get a rest. They're not playing this week. <laughs> 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 yeah so um cool all right i'll catch you later Schaefer. all right later dave bye bye